This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. All right, DJs, welcome back to the Golf Gambling Podcast. Uh, if you're hearing me do the uh, intro uh, ad read to WinBet, beginning of the show, that means I'm solo. Uh, once again, Boston Capper is still just toiling with the uh, the pains of moving. And uh, he said, I asked him earlier if he had anything to share uh, tonight with you guys that I can deliver, you know, anything, you know, a message to you guys. Uh, he said he is irritated and he has nothing but, uh, you know, just a bad attitude and a backache. So you got me tonight. Uh, so here's how the show is going to work tonight. Uh, I'm going to give out my betting card. We're going to go over some outrates. I got uh, the matchups, some props. I'm going to be totally honest. I bet way more on this event than I thought I would. Um, maybe it's just because the books, you know, this time of year, they're only focused on football. And I saw a lot of matchups that I really liked, which is probably a bad sign because uh, last year, if you tailed in my matchups, they were pretty horrible. Uh, try and do a little better this year with it. But a lot of matchups just didn't really look right. Um, and then I got a couple of positional props. And then what I'm going to do is I am going to pretend that Boston Capper's here, and I'm going to create a approved Boston Capper official betting card for the Sanderson Farms Championship with all his guys, and then whatever DGen rationale that I think he would have for everybody on that card. Uh, and then at the end of the show, um, we're going to go over uh, uh, last night's game with the Giants. Uh, I got a couple things about my show. So why don't we first begin with outrights? So. And before I get to who they are, it's just I'm going to give a general commentary of just what I've noticed. I think ever since Liv, ever since, you know, we started kind of dividing the golf world, it, it seems like chalk has been hitting a lot, especially with outrights, a lot of very popular plays. And I think that is a little bit to do with a symptom of just a shallower player pool of talent where, you know, there's fewer guys that we, the gambling community, can actually perceive as a winner. And I think we're just concentrating a lot more on a smaller pool. And that's why I think it just seems like a lot of these obvious plays are winning. And plus, it's 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 just less guys than a lot of these better players who decide to stay at the PG Tour uh, have to beat every week. So I kind of took that approach uh, to my outrights this week. Uh, it's a strategy I took, uh, during my hiatus from the show, which is kind of funny that I nailed a bunch of outrights while I was gone. Can't take credit for that. And then as soon as I come back, Hey, it's kind of been a disaster. So why don't we just get right to it? So the top of my card, it was going to be Sebastian Munoz. And that's a guy I touted last night on the DFS show. Well, unbeknownst to me, uh, he had withdrawn from, uh, the tournament. That's why his ownership was so, so low. Good job, Steve. Nice show prep. So I had to find somebody, you know, at the top of the card. And it's a little ugly, but I believe in the kid. I think the kid is talented. He's going to win, I think, this year on the PGA Tour at some point. Davis Riley, 35-1. to 1. Listen, it has been rough ever since pretty much the Wyndham Championship. We did nothing in the two uh, FedEx Cup playoff events. was really horrible uh, two weeks ago with the Fortnite. Um, his problems were mostly around the green. With a putter, he hit the ball okay, though, especially in that second round. Um, he just crushes Bermuda golf courses. 
He has been, those have been some of his better showings ever since he's become a pro. Uh, he's a longer hitter too. He kind of fits his mold of some of these guys who have won recently. I still believe in the iron play, even though the last 12 rounds it's showing, you know, in the negative with him. I think getting him on a Bermuda surface is going to help his putter come around. I just have faith in the kid. So, and 35 to one in this field, I think it's a good price for a guy who has a lot of talent. So I took him 35 to one top of the card. That was Emiliano Grillo. I know he's chalky, but the guy's just playing really well. And I did, I, I said last night on the show that I was concerned that, you know, my idea and perception of Emiliano Grillo is it's like a Keegan Bradley type or like a Luke list type where just excellent ball striker can't putt. And I just don't want to ignore the fact that I think he's been gone five tournaments in a row with positive putting. Like he's now over his last 50 rounds gaining about 0.2 strokes per round with the putter last 12 gaining about 0.65. The ball striking, like what's funny is his iron play has actually gone away, but just over in the long term, he's usually pretty good in some of these shorter tracks. Well, not shortest, like some of these easier tracks, like the ones that you don't expect, like really great ball striking, you know, from everybody to contend, you know, he's just done really well with those. And he was finished second at 3M Open. He finished second at what John Deere. Guys have been really close, and I can get him at 45 to 1 to win against a pretty dog shit field. I'll take that. So he's on the card too. Uh, Seb Straka, 55 to 1. Uh, I just thought it was a good price for a guy who has won on the PGA Tour, has played really well at the end of the year. Um, I'm a little concerned about the fact that this is his first time playing um, since the Tour Championship about a month ago. I try not to put outrights on guys who haven't played within the last two weeks. I noticed that from last year uh, that, generally speaking, guys who played within the last two weeks usually had, you know, that was a criteria for winning. But, again, this is just a weaker field. Um, his course history stinks here for whatever reason. Maybe it's because he's kind of has that hometown narrative with him. Uh, but everything else kind of fits about his game. He's a longer hitter, really good putter, especially on Bermuda. Maybe he can just kind of come through. Um, so 55 to one in Substraka, 55 to one in Harris English. Like I I'm going to throw faith that maybe he's back. Maybe that's showing you the Fortnite is an indication that he's finally healthy. He's kind of figured things out. Uh, he kind of did this a couple of years ago when he lost his tour card. He was on conditional status and he tore up the fall. Maybe this has kind of lit a fire on his ass that he just didn't really show very well at the end of the year. And he had that top 10 finish out in Napa. He's been awesome on Bermuda. And I think if he's really back, like he's a, the second best player in this field. And I can get him a 55 to 1. So he's on the card. And then Ben on, I can't resist. I, I just, I, I think he's just. He is a good player. I know he's a good player. I've seen him be successful on the PGA Tour. He's not like some of these other Corn Ferry guys. I really don't have any idea if they're good or not. They just had one tournament where he can basically gauge and a bunch of Corn Ferry events that are just really easy. Like you saw a lot of these, like like Joseph Bramlett types go down to the Corn Ferry Tour, like those events with those setups and just rip it up. He's not a very good player on the PGA Tour. To put him down there though, and he's perfectly fine. I think, you know, with Ben on though, I know he can contend on the PGA Tour setup. I know he has the competitiveness and drive to do well. I've seen him win a big-time event. I've seen him play at Presidents Cup. Like, this is an actual a legitimate PGA Tour player. And I gave it 101, and he played great at the Fortnite. So that's uh, – those are the hours. And then two FOMO bets. Look, like, I think everybody's going to be on Tagala. 
And I got him at 23 to one before his odds kind of plummeted into the teens. I just added to the card. I had room based on how I structured my card for outrights. I could afford it. Um, and then Keegan 40 to one. Um, I bet on him a lot this year. I've come up painfully short a lot with him. Uh, most notably at the Wells Fargo back in May. We also had a close call with him that last year at the Valspar where he should have probably won that too. Look, like, again, if he shows up, I know the end of his year last year didn't go very well, but if he shows up, he's one of the best ball strikers in this field. He's got adequate length. He has a good couple of good finishes at this golf course too. And he t- actually has a pretty decent career just on Bermuda tracks in general. Has not putted very well on him, but I've seen a Sergio Garcia who is basically team no putt win here. Um, maybe he can fit that mold too. So I added him to the card too. So those are seven guys. My all rights. Now let's go Boston Capper's card. Let's say I just, you know, laid that out. So I think he would also fumble that Tigala. That's one of his guys. He has accused me of not liking Tigala, even though I've said, I haven't said anything bad about him. I don't know if I think he's inconsistent, which is totally true, by the way. So he would uh, get mad at me the fact that I beat him on a number. He only would be able to get him about 18 to one. Though. Uh, Denny McCarthy, 25 to one, just because of McCarthy. And uh, he likes say, saying that name, you know, I don't think he thinks he's, he respects him as a player, but he just likes the name. Denny McCarthy, 25 to one on the Boston Capital card. Goober, Harris English, 50 to one. He would also put him on the card and follow me on it because he definitely could not resist uh, not being on Goober when I was and if he won. Uh, Boston Capper has a, a weird fascination with Justin Suh. Now, that might have be completely dead after the Fortnite. I think he had a lot of TFS lineups with Justin Suh on him. I know last year we did a season-long fantasy contest uh, together, which, by the way, your boy, out of a 1,000 people, came in fifth. Uh, congratulations to me. Unfortunately, the payouts are all in Canadian dollars, and the Canadian dollar of the USL right now is kind of in the crapper. So uh, that $2,700 payday, not looking quite as good for uh, for me. But regardless, he had Justin Sun on all his lives, despite the fact he didn't have a PGA Tour card last year. So, uh, Anyways, uh, 55 to 1, a terrible price for Justin Sun, probably on Boston Capper's card. And then let's go with some, long, some bombs from him. Justin Lauer, 100 to 1. Probably he's only seen five shots in his life of Justin Lauer. Doesn't care. He heard on some other show that he, they liked him, and he just liked this guy ever since. Justin Lauer, 101 in the Boston Capper card. Lee Hodges, 125 to 1. He's probably on the card because I said I liked him at some tournament, probably the 3M a couple weeks ago. Just remembers in his brain, 125 to 1. Akrat, as he affectionately calls him, or Austin Akro, 150 to 1 would be on the card. And then he would just needle me by having Austin Smotherman 175 to 1 on the card because he knows I crapped on Austin Smotherman's uh, after the Wyndham championship. I kind of danced on his grade before. All those lived affections just undeservedly gave him back his PGA Tour card. Uh, 175 to one in Spider-Man just kind of new to me. And true to what's happened in the past, anytime I have Keegan Bradley on my betting card, he typically would put Keegan Bradley onto just for FOMO. So Keegan Bradley, FOMO for him, 35 to one. Let's take a break and then let's get to uh, some other props and matchups. All right, let's talk about WinBet. Are you thinking about joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus for up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, 
New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, Wendy has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select to build your own bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winnbet.com to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And some about Babel. So my wife and I went to Portugal for a honeymoon. It was excellent, by the way. It's, you know... Uh, the city of Lisbon is just beautiful with the mosaic streets, uh, really good food over there. Uh, we went to, um, that, you know, we went to the, the, uh, the Southern coast there, walked on a Moorish castle is great. You know, you even roll up to a bar and they just have a giant hunk of prosciutto, uh, you know, a prosciutto, like just sitting right at the bar. You can sip the Portuguese reds. Oh, it's, it's a wonderful place to go to honeymoon. But you know, the one thing that I wish I did, I wish I could speak Portuguese because one time we went to a bar. And the guy was kind of prosciutto. He kind of a little too thick. I'd be like, hey, bud, cut that stuff a little thinner for me, all right? If I knew Portuguese, I'd be able to tell him. So if you're like me, and there's a foreign language you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for the lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not just computers. The teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. All right. Let's go over some matchups, all right? So like I mentioned earlier, typically I used to do like maybe three matchups. I, I found a lot this week. I kind of liked, and maybe it's because some of these books, it's the fall season. They're not paying too much attention, but there's some matchups. I just didn't think made sense uh, with pricing. So why don't we start right at the top? Um, listen, I know Taylor Montgomery is going to be a good player. I, he might be a really good player right now. He finished top five uh, at the Fortnite a uh, couple weeks ago in his debut. What I do know about Taylor Montgomery is how he did it was he gained 11 strokes putting. And that's not really what I think I was advertised with Taylor Montgomery coming out of the Corn Ferry Tour. I thought he was just this big ball striking monster. And he wasn't. He actually lost strokes to Green. And this is his second start. These guys are going to be volatile. And I just think they're going to be up and down. So I found Sahit Tagala actually is an underdog to Taylor Montgomery at plus 105. I know Dave Golf hates us because of how they measure and what they're valuing this week. I just think that Heath is a veteran, a just, a, just he's a better, he's a better player right now. than Taylor Montgomery, who's had one tournament. And I might eat my words on money on this, but I will gladly take Sahith as an underdog over Taylor Montgomery. All right. Next one, kind of along the same vein. Cause I know Davis Riley has been struggling. 
but he shouldn't be only minus one twenty for Dean Burmester. He's making his first start on the PGA Tour since earning his card. And look, I know that Burmester, you know, he's got some things you want to be looking for. You know, longer hitter, um, good iron player, can't really putt though. Hasn't really shown over in the United States that he's ever really can do stuff. And I want to see it first. And I think this is going to be a bit of a bounce back week for Davis Riley. I got him in minus 120. So that's where I'm going with that. All right, let's go to Christian Bazane, who minus 115 for Adam Hadwin. This is kind of like, all right, kind of the same player. Uh, I would consider Hadwin to be a little better, more consistent ball striker, although the recent form definitely doesn't suggest that. You got Bazane, who coming off the President's Cup. You know, like this type of track reminds me a little bit of just like John Deere, where, yeah, like I, you know, the the gap between really good ball strikers and the worst ones are kind of shrunk because it turns a little bit of a putting contest. This might be Bazane, whose game I mentioned last night, it could be he's like a rich man's like Peter Malnati. I can see that this week. Um, just really good overall in Bermuda. And even with some of his ball striking deficiencies from under 175, he actually is pretty good. Uh, at least with the scoring clubs and proximity, maybe this can be a type of place you can do well. And then as for Adam Hadwin, just not a very good course history here. Not a very good overall course history on Bermuda tracks in general. You know, not quite lighting up with the putter like he used to. Uh, I just think Bazzani he was going to go out and beat him. I got it. Mine was 115. So that's that. All right. Harris English, I mentioned earlier, I have a lot of faith in him. And he's an underdog to Wyndham Clark at plus 100. And I understand Dana Golf loves Wyndham Clark this week because he's got that secret sauce that you're basically looking for in the relative skill chart. chart. Really long hitter, great putter. Well, unfortunately, that's always been Wyndham Clark. And his course history here is pretty dreadful. And, you know, just overall on Bermuda golf courses, yes, he's a good putter on Bermuda. On overall Bermuda golf course, he hasn't been too good. Then we got Harris English, who decent course history. Really good, not only putting on Bermuda, but just on Bermuda in general. And I think he's back. And if he's back, he's a better player at Harris than Wyndham Clark. He shouldn't be an underdog. So Harris English plus 100 or Wyndham Clark. All right, and Ben on. I had to find another way to get him on my card. Uh, I took him plus 100 over Steven Yeager. And again, this is another situation where I know Data Golf hates this. And Steven Yeager, he's had some decent results in the summer. Ben on PG Tour. Ben on a lot of that strokes game data is pretty old on him. But I, he played really well on the Corn Ferry Tour. I think he's back. And if he's back, he's a better player than Steven Yeager is. So I'll take Ben on at plus 100 over him. And Mackenzie Hughes minus 110 over Michael Glingich. I mean, look, like this makes me a little uncomfortable because anytime it seems like I bet on my, Mackenzie Hughes, he burns me. Every time I see him bet against Mackenzie Hughes, he ends up draining a billion putts. But I'm looking at Michael, Michael Glingich and pretty awful record on Bermuda in general. Doesn't putt well on the surface. Loses a lot of strokes, T to green on Bermuda as well. Not a good course history here. The only thing really he's got going for him, he's a pretty long hitter. I just think Mackenzie Hughes is going to show up here at a golf course he's had relative success at. He played pretty well a couple weeks at Fortnite, and I think he's going to drain a bunch of putts. So Mackenzie Hughes minus 110 over Michael Glitch. That's the last matchup. Those are six right there, more than I typically do. But I like them. I, I a lot of those just didn't make sense to me as far as like who was favorite, what they were paired up with, because a lot of books try and pair the same type of guys against each other. That didn't really make sense. All right, what about Capper's matchups that he would do? Well, he loves Bermuda Burns, and he probably and he doesn't love the outrights. So he's not picking him. Doesn't love they has to pay juice to pay like you know a top twenty or something. 
But he hates Russell Henley. He just thinks he always laughs at his misery. He always laughs when I write an outright and he's a five and then he blows it and they can rub my face and, you know, on Monday. And even when it looks like Russell Henley's going to win, he spends all weekend sending mushing texts, you know, that this is over and Henley's going to win. I can't believe it. Well, so he always has a little bit of hate in his heart for uh, uh, that little Georgian. So he's going to take. Burns minus one, one and a half strokes and minus one fifteen to Russell Henley. You know how this is going to play out is Henley is going to be basically beating Burns uh, all weekend, and then true to what Russell Henley does, it's going to shoot a seventy eight on Sunday, and Burns going to be beaten by two. So that's how that's going to play out. Um, Boston Capper would probably also hear me mention my first match was Heath over Taylor Montgomery. First of all, he'd be jealous he didn't have, it. and second, he'd be like, "Who the fuck is Taylor Montgomery?" So he would have found uh, Keegs minus 115 over Taylor Montgomery because he doesn't know who that guy is. And kind of along the same logic of why is a guy who's one uh, Corn Ferry start about minus 110 to, uh, you know, who Cappers argued should have been on the President's Cup team. Uh, his words, not mine. So that's the second matchup. And then third, I mean, this is just perfect for him. Thomas Dietrich. Uh, who actually, you know what? I should add to his outright list. I forgot to do that. So not only would he bet Dietrich at 55 to 1, uh, he'd take a minus 120 over Gazunta, Christian Bazanehu. He would definitely laugh at me for taking Bazanehu uh, in the matchup. He would jump all day taking his guy, Thomas Dietrich, over Gazunta and you know, not paying much use for it. So those are our matchups. Those are my matchups. Those are what I think Boston Capper would do. Why don't I take another break? And uh, we'll go over some positional props. All right, let's talk about No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pickup contests versus other people for a shot to win $250,000 plus in cash. So download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house for and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major league sports, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get the first deposit match up to $25. Let's also talk about promoguy.us. It is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. We got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses for all the major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. Listen, I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they are so sharp, so informative. It's the best out there. They are industry leaders in plus EV analysis. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool in, in promoguy.us. And the best part of all is that Promoguy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Just go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track to transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Make sure you check out promoguide.us today. And let's talk about Odds Trader. So what is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal possible. 
The app also provides players statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. It's got all, everything you need at your fingertips. Handicapping, play-by-play updates, player stats, key stats, game day weather, all right there for you to help break down and pick the best odds. So go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire, oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, how about some positional props? So I, I talked about him last night on the DFS show. Um, I, 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 you know, it's, it's been bad for Seamus Power lately. But we haven't seen him in about a month. A, a lot can change in a month. Sure, could there be rust? All right, well, he couldn't be playing any worse than what he was. Could he have gotten with his coach? Maybe he had some time off and maybe things are fixed. Yeah, you could do that. Is it probably good enough to win this tournament? Probably not. Uh, but is it good enough to maybe finish top 20 for a guy who was relevant in three or four majors, had a bunch of top 20s and 30s this year? Yeah, I think that's doable for Seamus Power. I think he's still a good player. I don't think he's crashed down to earth and just you know turned back into a pumpkin. So top 20 on Seamus Power plus 275. I like those odds, especially in just a, a not a very good field. And if he shows up this week, you know, on Bermuda grass that he typically has done pretty well at in his career. I like those odds. Give me those. All right. Thomas Dietrich. Um, I had to find a way to get him on my card. I know he's popular this week, but I just, I, I got a lot of respect for this game. I, I think there's a chance he might make the Ryder cup team with a really good season on the PGA tour this year. Um, just long off the tee gains, a lot of strokes, decent iron player. Um, Hit his wedges pretty well at Fortnite. I know it's only one tournament, but it's noteworthy. Putts really well on Bermuda as well. Thomas Dietrich, this is low expectations. Thomas Dietrich plus 155 for a top 30. I think that's that's pretty reasonable. And I get more than plus 150 on it. Uh, and then some top 40s on him. How about Alex Smalley, top 140 plus 145? Seems like I always, I've had a lot of top 40s on Alex Smalley. Um, I noticed that he kind of alternated between bad start, good start, bad start, good start. Um, I don't know if you're sure this season. I kind of rode that wave a little bit last year. Um, he had a good start. Well, a okay start uh, at the Fortnite. I'm hoping for a little more consistency his second year uh, on a golf course that I think fits his strengths. He's long, good on Bermuda. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Alex Smalley, top 40, what was 145? Davis Thompson. I believe in the kid. I think he's a very, he was a very accomplished college player. Um, when he had some sponsors invites a couple of years ago, he did all right. He showed some good ball striking. Um, and he played really well uh, at the Fortnite, you know, picked right up where he left off. Good ball striking stats, long off the tee. Um, you know, he put it pretty well too. I think he can keep it rolling. So Davis Thompson, top 40 plus 160. I think those are reasonable expectations. And Will Gordon, same thing. Uh, just a good college player who showed a little bit on some sponsor exemptions when he came up, when he earned that PG tour card, just things hit the rails, uh, on over the summer that year. He, it seemed like he lost a lot of, uh, confidence with his putter. You know, he might've got that fixed on the corn Ferry tour. He had a lot of really good starts there. That's a tour where you got to make a lot of birdies. Uh, and he played really well at Fortnite. Um, I'll take him at plus uh, top 40 for plus 175. And then as far as Capper's card uh, for some props, well, Dietrich top 10 plus 450. He's got to back up the outright, back up the matchup, and back up the props. Just 
Try and win all the money with Thomas Dietrich with him. That's what he would do. Plus 450 for him. He also put Key top 10 plus 450. Again, backing up the outright, back out the matchup, and you know, with the top 10 positional. Top 10 plus 450. Uh, he would also follow me on Sheamus because he just had to get his token Irish guy on the card. Uh, top 20 plus 270. And then putting it on his couple boys. Justin Lauer, top 20 plus 325, just because he always loves him. And then Steven Yeager, top 20, plus 350. Not really one of his boys, but we talked about Jaeger bombs on the last podcast, and he probably would have been reminded of it. And he would have thrown it on his card just for fun. And then the last uh, prop that you probably would have is uh, Dean Burmester, a guy that I talked about last time in the DFS pod, who he probably would have rolled his eyes about. And he would include him for a miscut at plus 180 because, listen, Dean Burmester has a name that sounds like he went to Yale, probably a real asshole. Looks sounds like a guy who's going to commit some sort of financial fraud and at a... Uh, a large uh, publicly traded company at some point. Um, as we know, uh, Boston Capper definitely frowns upon uh, you know those types of guys. So uh, Dean Burmester miscut plus 180 as the last thing on the Boston Capper approved betting card. So why don't we take one more break, and then uh, I'll talk about the Giants a little bit. All right, let's talk about the Elias game plan app. You know, Did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday and Sunday? Well, it's because it's NFL season. It's a favorite time of year. Well, except for this guy, because it's Masters. That's his favorite time of the year. But for everybody else, uh, you know, if you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. It's the, it's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, M NBA, and MLB. You know, the Elias Game Plan it's the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues. Elias Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by the renowned research team, which means they can constantly give you information that's up-to-date and that you can trust. This app gives you everything you need this season to give you a competitive edge. Got league-validated team and player news and stats, head-to-head -head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias key insights from the Elias statisticians, including injury impact analysis, and expert game analysis, which can give you the advantage of embedding, picking your fantasy lineups, and showing off your sports knowledge. And the Elias Game Plan is releasing new features all the time, like a chat function, which allows you to talk directly to the researchers. So if, if you can get the information that you need to feel comfortable when making big decisions on betting on your fantasy team. You know, one of the ways I love to use Elias Game Plan is, you know, every time, like, I watch a Giants game and Daniel Jones does something, you know, average, above average, you know, you get all these truthers on Reddit saying that, oh, if we just had a lot of, like, talent around him like you know he would be the next joe you know joe montana and then i get on the elias game plan app and i look up hey why don't we get some quarterbacks who have about the same record through four years as this guy does you know did any of them actually turn into something and the answer is usually no and they throw that in their face and then you know then they get all mad i get downvoted but that's why i use the elias game plan app for you know it's a great resource to you know, basically instill some truth into the uh, the Giants fan base. So elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now I have a special offer when you subscribe. Get 50% off your annual subscription, but only if you use promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN15. And lastly, let's talk about Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. It gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. 
Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel any time. But I guarantee you're not going to have to use that because you're going to love FUBO.TV. Right now, you can drive Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBO.TV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-TV.com slash SGP. Whew. All right. Well, I'm done talking about golf. Uh, done making up a fictitious uh, betting card uh, that of all Boston campers, guys. Let's talk about the Giants. Um, I Let me start off with a compliment. And I know I just ripped him in the uh, Elias Sports Bureau uh, advertisement up top. Listen, Daniel Jones played as good as he could have had with the hand he was dealt. And that's something that a lot of his truthers have been saying for the last four years. Basically, oh, you know, you know, let's look at his rookie season. He showed some flashes. He's had nothing since then. Well, I mean, we also have four years of nothing really from him. But the kids show toughness. And I, I've never questioned his toughness. The guy wants to win. He's a gamer. He's a competitor. I appreciate with that. I, you know, I, you know, he's you know, I, sometimes I wish he would be like a Derek Carr type. That's another guy who kind of plays above his weight. Not the most talented kid, but you know, he works hard and he's competitive. And yeah, I guess that's made my hope for a guy like Daniel Jones. Now, unfortunately, though, is I don't really want Derek Carr leading my my NFL team. I think he's fine to make a wild card. Do I think he's actually going to win the Super Bowl? No, and that's the goal of everything. Get a quarterback to win the Super Bowl. And I have enough evidence right now that Daniel Jones is the guy. But you know what? I'm, from last night, though, that was good for everything that happened. Good performance. And unfortunately, it's you don't often say this, is that the Giants actually squandered a good Daniel Jones performance. Usually he's the one that squanders something else. I actually squandered it. Uh, listen, we're, we're seeing ghosts. Like, we're seeing the scars that Daniel Dave Gettleman has left this franchise, starting with the offensive line. The only real offensive lineman they have right now is Andrew Thomas on the left side. Evan Neal had a horrible game last night. Micah Parsons, I can't believe he didn't have a sack because I bet him to get a sack, and it seemed like he was always on top of you know, Daniel Jones all the time. He was beating him off the edge. He was letting, um, uh, I forget who the other guy was on the Cowboys with three sacks. It, it was brutal last night from him. You know, a couple of penalties as well. Not good. The interior offensive line though, look like just because they replaced the guys from the trash from last year, doesn't mean it's any better. These are guys that were thrown on the scrap heap and they were on the scrap heap for a reason. You know, Joe Shane didn't have, we didn't have any cap. Shane had to basically, Go dumpster diving, kind of like what we do in golf DFS. And this is what he put together. And lo and behold, yeah, they're not very good. And that's it's not Joe Shane's fault. It's Dave Gettleman's fault. It's what he the hand he was dealt with. Um, so yeah, the offensive line is gonna be a problem. Uh it was it was not encouraging to see them get pushed around on the defensive line. I I had thought the defensive line was gonna be a strength. Now, maybe that's because Leonard Williams is out. Right now, I know he plugged a lot of holes. You know, he was a really good run stopper. Maybe that kind of affected things because the Cowboys just ran it down their throat all night. Um, you kind of would think Dexter Lawrence would solve a little bit of that, and he didn't. Um, I don't think that's going to be a guy that's going to get, well, I mean, he might get franchised next year. I don't think he deserves it, but we'll see. Um yeah, like, and then the wide receivers. 
again, an- another painful reminder of what Dave Gettleman did to this team. Um, the fact they gave him 72, they gave Kenny Galladay 72 million bucks when he came off of major hip surgery and can't move now. He's basically a mannequin out there. And Canarius Tony, who I don't know what his deal is. Uh, he can never stay healthy. And listen, I, I like Sterling Shepard. I feel really bad for what happened to him last night. Uh, I can't believe that uh, they are not ripping up the turf at MedLife right now and replacing it because literally, how does one blow out every single ligament in their knee by jogging? That is what happened last night to Sterling Shepard. It's a combination of the fact that he's a China doll and the turf is awful. And that's going to be a big, the fact that that is a big loss for this receiving core kind of shows just how dire the pass game is that we have to rely on David Sills. And I don't even know the other guy's name. I, it, it escapes me. That's just how insignificant kind of it is. So look, like I was really happy for the two and start. It is what it is. Um, their schedule is really easy. I think they can get to at least seven or eight just because we're going to play the bears next week. And although, I mean, now they got Khalil Herbert run the ball. Justin Fields seems like they can run the ball with some success. I worry a little bit about the fact that they might be able to run it down our throats too. I don't know. I don't think that's a game we should just check off as a win. Um, there's a couple other games that looked like they were going to be surefire wins and now might not be the lions might be actually pretty good. I know they're one and two, but they're competitive and the Jaguars, uh, they also might be really good too. So it's okay though. I'm feeling okay. I I'm not going to be disappointed if this is another season of like six and 11 or seven and 10. Um, I think we're building. We, like I mentioned earlier, there are scars of Dave Gettleman on this team that needs to just get eradicated and heal. And it's going to take a year. And we're going to have 55 million bucks in the cap room next year. We're going to get a lot of bad contracts. We're going to probably get a new quarterback. I would be on board with that. I know a lot of Giants fans are still in denial that they, we don't need one, but we do. It's okay to admit that. Um, and we're going to continue to build and put together, I think, a good playoff team. I think we are well coached. I like Dave Hall. I like his mentality and attitude. Uh, I think we are have a pretty good GM. Uh, I, I'm still encouraged. And if it doesn't go well this year, well, guess what? The last 10 years haven't really gone well. What's one more year? Let's actually build this right. So that's that. Um, disappointed they didn't win, but it is what it is. So, all right, well, that's the end of the show. Uh, hopefully Boston Capper will be back next week with me. Uh, we actually have a decent tournament next week. The Shriners usually gets pretty good field. Although now that I think about it, a lot of guys used to go to the Shriners went to live. So we'll see. But I mean, that usually gets an okay field. Uh, so I think we're going to have actually a real, uh, DFS slate to break down. We'll actually have a, you know, interesting betting card, not just with a bunch of bums that probably are going to miss the cut that uh, I'll probably swear off never betting again. But yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with the solo show this week. Um, last thing, though, uh, now that it just comes to mind, um, uh, good luck to everybody down in Tampa and Fort Myers uh, with a hurricane coming up. Uh, it looks like a really, really bad situation down there. Um, 
I have family in Fort Myers. Uh, my mom and dad have a, they're snowbirds. They have a house in Estero. My sister and brother-in-law have a house uh, also outside of Fort Myers. They're about 14 miles inland. So um, storm surge isn't hopefully a concern for them, but my parents live kind of near the coast. Uh, luckily they're up here in New York right now. So they're not down there, but uh, you know, for everybody else down there who are, putting up sandbags, boarding up windows, um, trying to get fresh water. You know, good luck. All right, stay safe. You got time. This thing looks like it's not going to roll in till tomorrow night. So if you aren't taking this seriously, you should. And best of luck to you. And hopefully, you know, we'll see you on the other side. So, all right, that's it. Thanks, everybody.